Wow. You know, uh, you know America, right? Everybody know America? You live here? You're a citizen? Or are you a citizen of heaven? I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm here temporarily. I don't know about you. (laughs) But you know, have you seen that commercial? J.G. Wentworth. 877 cash now. Everybody. 877 cash now. 877 cash now. (laughs) I was going to show a clip, but it would have been illegal. (laughs) But you know, this is the mindset of America, right? And we're all guilty, aren't we? This is the mentality. If I can get money right now, I want it right now. Even though I'm in debt, I still want it right now. And I'll be in debt, I know. And I may not pay, pay it off. I hear feedback. I hear an echo. <laughs> so this is the thing that I'm talking about today. I want it now. What are you laughing about? Why are you laughing? <laughs> I want instant gratification. You know, a baby comes out of the womb. What's the first thing it does? Screams. I want milk. Give me milk. Give me comfort. Give me attention. I want it now. Give it to me now. You know, that's us. Have you ever seen yourself like that? I know I have. So, so when I want it now and I'm throwing a tantrum, let me tell you. When we're like that, all we can think about is ourself. Me, myself, and I, right? I want it. I want what I want. And notice how we talk about ourselves all day. If we could look at ourselves the way God sees us, we would be appalled. So I remember a time as a Christian, I was a Christian, going through Burger King, and I had ordered their Junior Whopper Combo. And it took a little bit longer than usual. And here's the godly Christian woman. I got irritated and upset. And I said, what are they doing slaughtering the cow? (laughs) You're laughing because you've done the same thing. So (laughs) so this is our mentality, even as Christians. And I'm going to talk about what's good to have now a little bit later. But right now I want to talk about us, our, our tantrums. And you know, it's good to pray. We must pray. But just because you're praying, it's not likely that you're going to get it right now. See, um, but I've been praying and I've been praying and I've been praying and God's not answering. My spiritual mother prayed 19 years for her husband. He was an attorney, smart, genius, high IQ, the whole thing. But he didn't know the Lord. For 19 years she prayed. She waited. She lived the godly life. And 19 years later, God answered her prayer. But look how long it took. She was a very mature, godly woman. And everything that came out of her mouth was the word of God. She was my spiritual mother. And I patterned myself after her as much as I could. But... I, I grew up as a really self-centered Christian. I wanted it, everything for me. I wanted it now. And uh, if it didn't work out, I threw a tantrum. Where's that baby? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, back uh, 
Daniel, remember, and we lived in Chattanooga. Chad, <laughs> right? Well, um, don't you remember we went to the gym and uh, we were going to start working out at this gym. And so I wanted to build up my pecs. I got on this machine, you know, that's like this, and I'm pushing. <laughs> it's not moving. And I, Daniel, come up here. Come here. Yeah, but take some of this weight off. He paused and he looked at me. Mom, it's at the lowest weight. <laughs> but see, I had this vision that I was going to work out and I was going to be strong and I was going to be, hmm. But I didn't get it now. It was a process. It, I had to persevere, which takes time. I'm going somewhere with this. Galatians 6, 9. Let us not grow weary while doing good. Read this with me. Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Now, I like one of the translations says, do not weary in doing good. For at the right time, God's time, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. By the way, I gave up. I never did get those pecs. Think of the prodigal son. He wanted his inheritance when? Thank you. He ended up sleeping with pigs and eating with pigs and hogs. What about the example of Joseph? It was a true prophetic dream from God that he got, that his brothers would bow down before him. But he wanted to tell everybody now. He wanted to boast about it. So what happened? He ended up crashing and burning. You know the story. Okay, what about Moses? Moses saw the injustice of how the Jewish people were being treated by Pharaoh. And his intentions were good. Though they really were, he wanted to defend them, but because he wanted quick justice, he wanted it now. He killed a man, then he ran for his life and spent 40 years in the desert. I'm going somewhere with this now. I'm older now, and uh, I saw the commercial Body in Motion stays in motion. Say the rest with me a body at rest stays at rest. Okay. But it was the Holy Spirit because when you're my age, you better do something or else you're going to be stopping and not moving and sitting on the couch and not being able to go even get up to sweep. So I was convicted. and um, But what I learned was I can't have it now. I can't be strong now. I can't little by little. How... How did the Israelites take the territory? Little by little, they took the territory. God opened the way, and little by little. So when, I, when we work out, we got the weight increases little by little, the reps increase. And I will get there. <laughs> I'm working on it. So here we go. Little by little, the same process is in spiritual growth. If you want it now, you're going to get disappointed and frustrated. You will delay your progress, and you might even quit trying. 
You might become a nominal Christian. I've got my ticket to heaven. I'm good. I just don't want to work at this holy thing. I don't want to work at this holiness thing. But it's a process. Martin Lloyd-Jones, he was a UK uh, minister and theologian in the 18 and 1900s. And he said, our problem is that we spend too much time listening to ourselves and not enough time preaching to ourselves. So what does that mean? That means I need to know the word of God. How can I tell myself the truth of God if I don't know the word of God? Amen. Which means I need to calm down. <laughs> I need to calm down, slow down, and seek God in his word and basically preach the word to myself. Now, if we come to church on Sunday, one hour and a half in church, and we think that's going to do it, it won't do it. So what are you doing with the rest of the week? I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're in trouble if you just depend on a one and a half hour. So anyway, yes, Barbara. <laughs> She's my cheering section. So a baby isn't conceived that it is a grown person, is it? So little by little it grows in the mother's womb after birth. It does nothing for itself. Little by little it grows over a process of time. At each step of growth, the human learns new things and keeps adding more experiences, knowledge to each level. So why do we think that when we are born again of God's spirit that we are to go from a newborn to a full-grown, mighty, spiritual person? And we do think that way. All creation has this process. God did it. God made it. No, but I want it now. So our growth is delayed if we throw tantrums and act like a baby. You, you could be in Christ and still be a baby Christian. I know you're going to hate me after this. But if you're not in the word of God... You are not going to grow spiritually and you are not going to grow up in Christ. Now, on the other side of the coin, because we want it now, sometimes we sabotage what we want. So we we give up easily. This is too much work. I remember someone said that to me. It's too work, too much work to try to be a good Christian. They actually said that. Well, yeah, it is. It is. It takes work to set aside time to be with the Father around his word. It takes time to take a passage of scripture and meditate upon it. Joshua 1 says, meditate upon the word day and night. So what's going to happen? You will be prosperous, as it says in Psalm 1. You will be prosperous. In all areas of your life, if you do. See, the reason you don't know that is because you haven't done it. You can shoot me now. Okay. (laughs) So because we want it now and we don't get it now, we might be a procrastinator. What is procrastination? It is the action of delaying or postponing something. But in Hebrews chapter 12, it says to persevere. What is perseverance? Persistence in doing something despite 
how difficult it is or delay in achieving success. See, persevering means what Jesus said. He said, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. And meek doesn't mean weak. It means strong and courageous and persevering in faith. So Hebrews 12, 1, let's see, says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with perseverance, endurance, the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So this is saying these people in chapter 11, just before this chapter 12, they did not see the promise of the Messiah. And yet they persevered. Are you giving up? Are you a lazy Christian? You're going to kill me. Okay. So... (laughs) So keep going. (laughs) Anyway, so what God's telling you to do, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you doing it? What is he telling you to do right now? What's he telling you to do and you're not doing it? See, we want everything right now, but we don't want to do what God says right now. So you're praying, you're praying, you're praying, you're praying, praying. Nothing's happening, nothing's happening. You're praying, you're praying, praying. God's not answering my prayer. It's God's fault. We blame God. Well, who's, I'm, I'm going to do a scripture in a little bit that's going to tell you. It's not God's fault. The only now that's good is when the Lord instructs. If he's telling you to do something right now, Who is it you need to forgive? You know, the body of Christ should not have any unforgiveness. And the body of Christ is full of angry, revengeful, jealous, unforgiving, unmerciful people. This should not be. So cooperate with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is telling you to do something right now, what is it? Are you doing it? Are you getting out of debt? Or are you planning to get out of debt? Are you setting a goal to get out of debt? God's telling all Christians to do that. You better in case our economic system crashes. Won't go there. So it's good to pray and we need to pray more. In fact, the body of Christ, we could barely get out. We got 14 people that came out to praise and worship and pray last Thursday for Upper Room. I had somebody ask me, why don't people want to pray? How can they not want to pray if you're a Christian and you love God and the world's going to hell? How can you not want to pray? But you can't get any people out, right, Sash? So, um, you know, sometimes, you know, I used to do some intensive pastoral counseling. 
And so many times, people would want God to take a magic wand and boing, they would be healed. But getting healed, see, you, you can't cast out the soul. And the soul is where our emotions and our will, our wounds and our pain are, those roots from our childhood that keeps us captive, hurt and wounded and making bad decisions. So now if it's a demon or an evil spirit, you can cast that out in the name of Jesus, boom. But you can't cast out the soul. you got to get healed. And how long does it take? Took me years, years, but I wanted it now. I got mad at God. What's wrong? Why is this taking so long? I'm doing what you said in your word. I was obeying the word. But it takes a process. So cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Do your part. God does his part. There's no problem there. So how do I know what is God's part? I'm sorry, i got to take you back there. you got to know God's word. That's where God's part is told. That is where we hear the voice of God. That is where when we read the word of God, we, we know that the word of God is alive, right? We all know that scripture. It's alive, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to penetrate to the dividing of soul and spirit, bone and marrow. And guess what else it does? It lays bare before the eyes of God our thoughts, our motives, and our intentions. But it's a good thing. Why? Because before, before I even thought about Jesus, he died for me. Before I even knew I need to be saved, he died for me. He suffered and took my tortures. He took my place on the cross. He took my place in hell. Before I ever knew I needed him. That's how you know what God's part is. If I could beseech you, to open the word of God, even if you meditate on one verse for a week, I promise you the Holy Spirit will anoint it and will cause you to come into a deeper, intimate relationship with him. And when you come into a deeper relationship with him, your life changes. See, that's... What Christianity is all about. We're different. We're aliens in this world. (laughs) We are a peculiar people. So why are we being like the world? You can kill me later, but I'm I'm going to heaven, so I don't care. You know, I'm gonna see Jesus. (laughs) So John 14. Verse 15, Jesus said this. If you love me, keep my commandments. Why did he say that? You're a bad girl if you don't keep my commandments. No, he said that because he's agape. 
God is love. Love is God. Agape means, the root meaning of it is doing what's best for that person. He wants us to obey his commands so that we can be blessed. Because he wants to bless us. God's all of his intentions, all of his, all of his love and his, his motives are to bless us, to cause us to have a life on earth abundantly. John 10, 10. Satan comes to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. But I come to give you life to the full, abundantly, overflowing, anointed, blessed, prosperous, health, everything that God has made available to us in his word. So, um, 2 Peter 1, 2, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Jesus and Jesus our Lord. His divine power, I love this part, his divine power, you know why it says that? Because if you're born again, you have his divine power. Do you ever think about that? It's amazing. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given his very great and precious promises. There are over 5,000 promises of God in the Bible for us. God is not the one who hates you. The devil does. God is the one that wants to bless you. God is the one, the one who wants to heal you. The devil wants you sick. The devil wants you in debt. The devil wants you to divorce. The devil wants you to hate one another. The devil wants you to be jealous. The devil wants you to break up good relationships. So the world can see. I thought these Christians love one another. The scripture says the world knew they were Christians by their love. But the devil does not want that. Saints, hear me. Okay, grow up. That's all I'm going to say, grow up. (laughs) Ephesians 4.15, grow up in all things in Christ. But I want it now. Doesn't that look like us when we're throwing our tantrum and we're in self-pity? Self-pity is ruining the Christian people. Self-pity. I don't get what I want. I want it now. Meet my need. Do what I want. Change me now. Husband, love me now. (laughs) Tell me now. I want to know. I can't wait. Give it to me now. It's a process. (laughs) And you know, anytime you pressure yourself to get it now, you go into anxiety. It delays the answer. You you sabotage your, your blessing that's trying to get to you. So I saw a movie back in the 70s about St. Francis of Assisi. And the theme song was... Take your time, go slowly. Take your time, go slowly. 
These were people, when he got born again, it was so radical, he ran through the streets naked. And that's true, Dennis. (laughs) And he was the son of the most prosperous, one of the most prosperous men in the town. How embarrassing for his family. But it was because he was born again. And he threw off everything of the world. And, of course, he started sort of like a monastery-type thing. And the people learned to wait upon the Lord. Take your time. Go slowly. If you want it now, you're going to delay the process. So in Deuteronomy 28, I love this passage because it talks about some of the blessings of the Lord. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses In the land, he will grant you plenty of goods. He will give rain to your land. He will bless all the works of your hands. See, this is God wanting you to be prosperous and successful. This is what our God wants for us. He didn't cause you to be sick. He didn't put you in debt. He wants us to be well and healed, out of debt, happy, joyful, and happy in relationships. So, again, you've got to co-op, cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Psalm seventy-eight, forty-one. Yes, again and again, they tempted God. This was the Israelites. And limited the Holy One of Israel. Hear me. They limited the Holy One of Israel. They limited the Holy One of Israel. They tempted God. But how did they tempt God? You know the story. They murmured and complained, had self-pity. They were acting like babies. They were crying and throwing tantrums. So it's not God who limits us. It is us, isn't it? If God is for us, who can be against us? That's Romans 8.31. In 1970, anybody remember the comic strip Pogo? Is anybody old enough in here to remember Pogo? (laughs) Well, uh, that was Walt Kelly who wrote that comic strip. But he coined a phrase that became very, very famous. We have met the enemy and he is us. So who limits God? We do. So are you still screaming, I want it now? Put that little girl back up there. (laughs) Remember, it's a little by little that we possess the territory. So I'm asking you a question. I want you to think about it. What's blocking you from taking the land? Are you doing what God asks you to do? Are you being lazy in the word? Are you giving up? Are you inconsistent in seeking him? Do you have a bad attitude? Is your mouth full of things that shouldn't be? Are you jealous? Is unforgiveness stopping you? The only way you can limit God is by not doing what he says to do. That's the now. That we need. Now, obey God. Do you you remember anybody watching me? 
Um, he was a man of the word. He had a million person church at one time. But he, he would seek God in the word and he would say, I pray and I obey. Very simple. Say that with me. I pray and I obey. But how can you pray if you're praying what the world says? You first have to seek him in his word. So I pray and I obey. I pray the word and I obey. I learn the word and I obey. I pray and I obey. So there's another important thing I just want to bring up because I am getting ready to close. If you get a truth, a prophecy, or a vision from God, stop. Wait. A lot of people are running around trying to fulfill a prophecy in their own strength. I knew I know a story of somebody who wanted to get married so badly. She was a divorcee. She wanted to get married so badly. Well, this guy comes into her life. And she had already had the prophecy that she was going to get married again. Now, so many of us said, no, don't, don't go with this guy. Don't marry this guy. But no, God told me. How many times have you heard people say, God told me? And it, it, it might, God have told you, but it wasn't that guy. Well, she married him, and it was a disastrous so be careful. Don't move ahead of God and don't behind him. Be behind him. Seek him in his word. Wait on the leading of the Holy Spirit. Pray and obey. <laughs> so um, if we want to do what's now, here's what you do now. And we need to learn this and say it. Wait on God, number one. I want to obey God when? Now. I want to wait for his direction when? Now. I want to be his, oh, I want to wait for his voice now. I want to be his servant when? Now. I want to forgive someone now. I want to help someone now. I want to live the fruit of the spirit now. Those, those are your nows. Isaiah 40, 31. If you know this scripture, you can say it with me. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And Isaiah 26, 3 says, You, Lord, will keep him in perfect peace. How? whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. So Proverbs 16, 9, read this with me. A man's heart plans his way. Come on, read with me. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Psalm 37, 24, though you fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. 
Now, I want you to say that scripture and put yourself in there. Though I fall, I shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds me with his hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And this prayer I'm going to close with, I want you to repeat after me, would you? Thank you, Lord, for being merciful, patient, and forgiving. You love me. You want the best for me. You are for me. You will finish the good work. You started in me. Holy Spirit, help me to pray and obey. To wait on my Lord and let him lead me. And Father God, I just want to say thank you for teaching us your ways. To learn of you, Jesus. We thank you that we can know you intimately. That we can boldly walk into your throne room and cry, Abba, Daddy, you love me. You will hold me up and not let me fall. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. So if anybody needs prayer, we've got prayer warriors up here at the altar coming up. Yes. Yes, let's do pray for Israel. Uh, For those of you who don't know what's happening, Israel is being terribly bombed right now. And this morning on the news, I saw, remember the towers, how they went down the Twin Towers in New York? I just saw a building in Israel do the same thing. So, Father God, in Jesus' name, you said those who bless Israel will be blessed, and those who curse Israel will be cursed. So, Father God, we in America bless Israel. We stand in solidarity with them, and we speak health and wholeness to the peoples. We speak that they are protected by your commanded angels over them, around them, under them, above them. Abba, Father, have mercy on your people, Israel. Bless your inheritance, God. Save your your people, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is Pastor Louie. I hope you've enjoyed the message today, and I hope that it has encouraged you. If you need any further information about the message or our ministries, please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is 1030 each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at thelivingcornerstone.org. Be blessed.